Back to the OK Jazz Podcast 2023 year end special episode number 167. This is part two. Well, I hope you're here after listening to part one through with whichever podcast source that you prefer, whether SoundCloud, iTunes, or streaming directly from TokyoJazzSite.com. So much excellent music came out this year, both new releases and reissues, some classic albums. So I've had to split this one into two parts as we're going to be going way above three plus hours. So strap yourself in here for part two with me, James Hussain Cashpole, Mr. OK Jazz, as we explore the great world of music in 2023. Well, that was a unique and another cool groove one, and that one we kicked off part two here with. Another superb album release from Dafer Youssef. He is the oud player and vocalist, originally from Tunisia. His latest album was called Streets of Minarets, and that was a tune called Flying Dervish, Omar Khayyam Suite. This is a bit of a sprawling album with some truly great guest musicians, including Herbie Hancock, Nguyen Lay on guitar, Rakesh Charasia on the bansuri, Ambrose Akimisure on trumpet, Marcus Miller on bass, Dave Holland also on bass, Vinnie Collada on drums, and Adriano Dos Santos on percussion. Real all-star group there, isn't it? You know, Dafer Youssef, he's been an OK Jazz favorite for several years now, since I fell in love with his album uh, Diwan, Beauty and Odd, back from 2016. I think I've introduced that several times on episodes over the years. You know, he's another of those completely genreless musicians. Doesn't really sound like anyone else out there, at least that I'm familiar with, with his mix of, of Arab, jazz, and even dreamy, ambient sounds at times underneath his oud playing and rather extraordinary vocals. So I do recommend that you check out this release and also his previous albums. That's Dafer Youssef. All right, well, we heard from uh, Brazil a couple of tunes in part one of the episode, but let's go back for one more now. This is the fifth album release from Sao Paulo-based group Bixiga 70, one called Vapor. Well, you may have heard some of their earlier albums, quite heavy Afrobeat with a Brazilian flavor to it. This new one continues in that direction, but a little bit slowed down um, with their usual Afrobeat, some samba, ska, and jazz elements. Have a listen to this tune called Paraju that I really dig. 
the new album Vapor by the group Bishiga 70.
swing new jazz there. Of course, it's an old favorite, St. Louis Blues. And that comes from the album Mary Lou Williams Resurgence Project, Volume 1, Small Ensemble. This is a fantastic project by vibes player, band leader, and educator Cecilia Smith. I introduced this one on episode number 164 a few months back. Cecilia Smith was a new name to me, but I'm really happy to have discovered her work. And this particular project is really a, a perfect example of how you can take something as a tribute, but make it educational and also sound new, fresh, and still swing like crazy with a hot band. You know, too many tribute albums in the jazz world are just recycling the same things over and over again. They really bore me. Uh, but this is how you do it right. Mary Lou Williams was a composer and pianist who, in the 1940s and 50s, was a major influence on jazz musicians, some of whom achieved a lot much greater fame than she did, people like the Loneliest Monk, for example. So sadly, that twin illness that infects so much of American culture, racism and sexism, meant that Mary Lou Williams' impact as a composer of both large-scale works and smaller group pieces really never got the full wide-scale respect and attention that she deserved. And I include myself there as well, because I've been very unfamiliar with a lot of her work. So this project by Cecilia Smith, getting a lot of love in the jazz press worldwide, I'm happy to see, is a really great start, both for the legacy of Mary Lou Williams, but also Cecilia herself. You know, women in jazz still face a lot of bullshit, whether it's unequal pay or marketing strategies that are still so chauvinistic. And it's really important that people like Cecilia Smith and Terry Lynn Carrington and many, many others advanced uh, to make the jazz world just a little bit more equal. All right, enough preaching. Another artist doing some radical new work. Formerly known as Christian Scott, I think many of you will remember him as being one of the best young trumpet players of the last 20 years or so. Well, he is now going by the name Chief Ajua. And on his latest album, with the really, really great title, Bark Out Thunder, Roar Out Lightning, he's doing something real fresh, uniting African, African-American, and Native American elements and influences into something really, really new. Now, I introduced this album at more length just on the last episode of the show, number 166, so I'll try to keep it short here and just say, not only is this a very powerful uh, record, full of history and emotion, it's also very exciting because, you know, Chief Ajua, I think he could have easily continued on the more traditional jazz route, releasing albums and touring in a more, you know, regular quintet or quartet style, but, but he's chosen to go his own way, um, up to including his own homemade instruments. Now, he's made his own sort of string, he's made his own version of the African string instruments like the Ngoni. And this tune gives you a good idea of what this album sounds like. But I, I do recommend, again, listening to this whole, one whole setting because it, it is very, very thematic. This is the tune Trouble That Morning by Chief Ajua from his great new project release, Bark Out Thunder, Roar Out Lightning. Trouble that morning, oh, trouble that morning. 
que quieren que cante Jalando los aparatos, que mi Dios me acompañe Que el macizo retumbaban los fierrones en la sierra Pura Barbie se miraban bailando a la mera verga A las 3 de la mañana se me quita lo decente Me dan ganas de encuerarte, soy el mentado de mente Una piñata en la sierra con puras orios de fresa Farandulitas bailando está El antídoto perfecto Con dinero baila el perro Va llegando el mero bueno Y pa' que cuento más No, pa' que sepan viejo El con muchachito Oscar Mayra Regida bien Otro Como siempre Dicen que soy presumido Por comprarme lo que quiero Que mi Dios me los bendiga Que se los lleve el cielo Que no se salga el humito Mejor prendase otro porro Me pide collares caros Eso apenas la conozco las bracitas y las Barbies son el mejor antídoto Lo prohibido a mí me gusta y a la verga el viejo loco Una piñata en la sierra con pura solo de fresa Farandulitas bailando esta ah, ah, ah. El antídoto perfecto con dinero baila el perro Va llegando el mero bueno y pa' que cuento más Another hot one from the Los Angeles-based Mexican group Fuerza Regida. They're collaborating with Oscar Medon on a tune called Antidoto. Now, the group are one of the leaders of the contemporary Mexican music that goes a little bit beyond the pop world. I'm going to read from Wikipedia here, and I believe this is accurate. There is a term in English, regional Mexican, and it's an umbrella term that encompasses the musical genres from the different parts of rural Mexico and the southwest United States. Subgenres include banda, country and espanol, duranguense, grupero, mariachi, New Mexico, norteño, tejano, and tierra caliente. And it's among the most popular radio formats targeting Mexican Americans in the United States. Each subgenre is representative of a certain region, and the popularity of each subgenre varies by territory in Mexico and the U.S. Within their respective genres, regional Mexican artists perform different styles of songs, such as rancheras, corridos, cumbias, boleros, ballads, among others. And like in American country music and sertaneo music in Mexico, regional Mexican artists are characterized by their use of Western clothing. I mean, cowboy. <laughs> by Western, we mean cowboy. Cowboy hats and boots. 
end quote. All right, well, that's a lot to get your head around with all those subgenres. I certainly have no idea what the difference is between a ranchera tune and a corrida tune, um, but I'm learning. I'm kind of getting into this uh, new Mexican music recently. You know, um, I grew up in New York City, so if you told me that a song was in Spanish, my default uh, reaction would be, oh, it's got to be salsa from Puerto Rico or uh, maybe merengue from the Dominican. I didn't know anything from Mexico. So um, diving into all these sort of subgenres and all these like contemporary groups that are out there in the Southwest U.S. and in Mexico, uh, like Fuerza Rizeda, it's a kind of a good starting point. I mean, there's certainly a lot of really, really good releases that I found online so far. Okay, uh, staying in that part of the world, uh, I mean, Los Angeles metropolitan area, you may remember last episode of the podcast I mentioned... I spent nine or ten days uh, in October moving all around the greater L.A. area. I was doing some family stuff. Um, it was really interesting, for sure. It's not a place I would ever want to live because I do not drive, and I never want to drive or own a car again. But um, as a place to visit, it certainly has its charms and mysteries, a lot of really great history and really beautiful as well in certain parts. Well, it was four years ago, in 2019, I discovered the music of Lana Del Rey for the first time. She was someone I thought was just an inconsequential pop singer, and I was very wrong. She is an incredibly great and strange musician. And album after album, she seems to devote so many of her songs about the history and sort of the darker side of things in Los Angeles. Um, loose thematic type of albums, not I wouldn't call them concept albums per se, but so much of it has to do with like you know this sort of cinematic side of Los Angeles, and it makes sense because Lana Del Rey herself that is a persona that she made up that is not her real name although where the persona and the real person you know come together who knows, in any case her latest album release with the very odd title, did you know there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard. Another great one. I'm just fascinated by this musician. Well, check out this tune then called A&W by the incomparable Lana Del Rey.
need to introduce that one. Eh, if you've been with me here on OK Jazz since the early podcasts eight years ago, you will remember one of my all-time Pantheon musicians is Bobby Hutchison, vibraphonist and marimba player, jazz legend. I mean, he's a musician that's appeared on this program more than any other over the years and somewhat I just never get tired of listening to. And one of his best albums was called San Francisco. It was one of a series that he recorded in partnership with the saxophone player and composer Harold Land. And it was just reissued on vinyl this year by Blue Note. Well, you can find old original copies of San Francisco out there, too, if you prefer. And if you're here in Japan, uh, there was a 1992 CD reissue around. And you can see that in the used record stores. Um, but whatever format you choose to get it, this is an essential jazz release. And that was the very groovy tune, Going Down South. My main man, Bobby Hutchison, with Harold Land. Okay, we're going to stay with uh, just two more reissues now that I fell in love with this year. I played two tracks from this group earlier in the year. They are called Les Abranis, originally from Algeria, was settled in Paris. Les Abranis are two friends from the Berber community of northern Algeria. They bonded over their love of rock and roll, reggae, and funk. And they started a band in the late 70s, recorded some really groovy stuff, even getting into disco at one point. So check out this one called Thileli. And try not to start moving your feet to it. The really, really unique sound from these guys. The group is Les Abranis, and this comes from the compilation of reissued tracks called Amazig Freedom Rock, 1973 to 1983.
Sorry to cut into this very long one here from one of world music's giants of the 20th century and perhaps the second most famous musician in the Arab world after the legend Um Kathum from Egypt. But we're listening here to Oud player and vocalist Farid El Achash and this year's reissue of his album Nagham Fi Hayati, a soundtrack to the film of the same name. And this is another great release from the We Want Sounds label. Well, Farid El Atash was born in Syria in 1910, but he grew up in Egypt, and he was beloved throughout the entire region of North Africa and the so-called Middle East, 
as a vocalist, composer, oud player, and actor. He died in 1974, at the age of 64, but he's still a household name today. And it's really interesting, I remember many, many years ago, um, an Israeli friend of mine, we used to study Japanese together back in 1998 and 1999 in Tokyo. Well, we were talking about my very early stages then of exploring music around the world. And he said to me, you must hear Farid Elatras. Uh, we lost touch years ago. I hope you're doing okay, Yannick, my man, if you're out there. Uh, it's kind of bittersweet to think, you know, this was an Israeli who loved so much of Arab music. I mean, the cultures are really so more intertwined than people realize. And I hope after all this insanity and evil going on in Gaza right now that one day people will come together again and realize they share so much. But... Anyway, many thanks to Yaniv, my man, for introducing me to Farid El Atrash and to a lot of other music, actually, from that part of the world. Well, this is the OK Jazz Podcast, episode number 167. You're listening to part two of the 2023 year-end special, the best new releases and reissues of the year. Well, not all of them, of course, but a pretty lengthy selection, at least. Very quick bit of housekeeping. Uh, by the time you hear this, the Tokyo Jazz Joint's end-of-year podcast episode should be up. My buddy, Mr. Dashing himself, Philip Arneal, and I have updated all of our photo book news, plus all the recent ongoings in the Jazz Kisa scene. So make sure that you do check that out. That's the Tokyo Jazz Joints podcast. Um, I've teased this a little bit already, but right now I'm doing some prep work to try and take over an old Jazz Kisa myself. I'm still in talks with the owner and with my partner here. A lot of financial and bureaucratic things to take care of, so, you know, nothing's guaranteed, but I'm hoping that by the end of January or early February, I can make a big announcement about it, including a call for maybe a little bit of Kickstarter help, because we've got to get some extra funding. Anyway, keep your ears tuned for that. Very exciting news, and I hope that I can, <laughs> I hope I can get it all together over the next few months let's get back to the music now though this time down south to zimbabwe and south africa this is a crazy album i came across a couple months ago it's from a group called bantu spaceship reading from the bandcamp page joshua madalizzo chiundiza He's the craftsman behind the sound production. He's no stranger to providing out-of-this-world audio scenes, as evidenced by his past work as a member of the alternative hip-hop band The Monkey Nuts. Well, his work on the Bantu Spaceship album proves he has a knack for venturing out of his comfort zone and traveling through time and space. His production sounds like something that was picked out of the archives of the mid-80s. Jit and Chimurenga music scene, but then carefully blended with elements of disco and modern electronica. Uleni Okandolovu serves as the voice, the captain of the Bantu spaceship, guiding us by way of endebele chants, laid-back melodies, and poetic verses. Well, this is another of those albums that's labeled under a really, really broad umbrella term you see recently called Afrofuturism. Now, like a lot of labels, this is one used by marketing departments, um, not necessarily by the musicians themselves, but I, I think, you know, just just... As a descriptive term, Afrofuturism does kind of give you an idea of what's going on. Um, and there are many, many bands that fall under this label. Especially in South Africa, which seems to just be pumping out great records year after year. I hear that uh, most of that scene is, is located in Johannesburg. We've played a few tracks over the years from different groups there, but it's definitely a lot more to explore. Anyways, check this one out. It's called Misava the Arrival. It's by the group Bantu Spaceship Collaborative Effort from musicians from Zimbabwe and South Africa. Uh. 
nice. Another great one there on the latest album by the drummer percussionist Daniel Villarreal. It's a new release called Laros B, and that was a tune called Salute. Very different style to his debut album, which we heard from on the show last year to recap 2022. This one is a trio set of all improvised tunes. It features Jeff Parker on guitar and Anna Butters on double bass and electric bass. This is a really, really great record. And I mean, look, almost everything that you hear Jeff Parker appear on is going to be good. He's, he's that interesting a guitarist. And of course, Daniel himself and Anna are both veterans of the Chicago scene, playing on dozens and dozens of album projects there. Um, Anna herself, interestingly, originally from Australia. I didn't know that, but she, I think she's moved to America quite a long while ago. Um, Daniel Villarreal himself, of course, originally came from Panama, but has settled in Chicago over the last 20 years. And another fine release from the International Anthem label in Chicago. How many times have I said that over the last five years? Just one superb release after another from those guys at International Anthem. Okay, let's head across the Atlantic Ocean one more time. This time we're going to go to Northern England. Uh, trumpet player, composer Matthew Halsall has released over the last 15 years on his very own label, Gondwana Records, um, some of the best new jazz that you can hear. Um, no other word for it, just beautiful stuff. If you can really call it that, to me, his music sort of falls in between several different boundaries, but I, I guess it is just easier to call it jazz, modern jazz. Well, his new album, An Ever-Changing View, he's got guests such as OK Jazz favorite saxophonist Chip Wickham, also from the north part of England. Um, both of those guys, interestingly, they operate outside the very much more well-known London scene, sort of going their own way. I think they're based in Manchester. So this album, An Ever-Changing View, is sort of a portrait of the nature that Matthew Halsell encountered when he was staying in the countryside and spending a lot of time engaging with the natural environment. You know, I was really late to discover him, uh, but now I'm a huge fan. I've been going back to listen to all of his previous releases, and I mean, they are just all excellent. So definitely recommend you spend some time with him. Well, this one comes from the latest, though. It's Natural Movement by Matthew Halsell from his new album, An Ever-Changing View.
Just beautiful stuff there. It's Fendi and Tuli on piano. Carlos Nino on percussion. It comes from Tandy's new album called Rainbow Revisited. It's a song called Sunset in California. Well, Tandy's from South Africa. Since her debut in 2014, she's appeared on many other group projects. Um, this one quite stripped down, just featuring her on piano with that light atmospheric percussion and many of the vocal sort of wordless uh, sounds like on this tune. Really just a great, great album. And again, listen best in sequence from the first to the last track for the full impact. That's just such a deluge of new jazz releases from South Africa. I cannot keep up. Um, one of the most thriving music scenes in the world. Many, many thanks to my great pal DJ Otska for introducing me to Thandi and Tuli as a part of her regular jazz intro corner radio spots that she does here in Japan on Inter FM. All right. Uh, you know, yeah, I have been trying the last couple of years to make uh, an effort to be more proactive introducing uh, music by female musicians. You know, still facing so much problems in the market. We talked about that a little earlier with the Cecilia Smith album. Well, one musician that uh, really impressed me taking control of her career is Brandy Younger. And I was very lucky to interview her when she was in Japan earlier this year for some shows. Fantastic set at the Blue Note, by the way, from Brandy. Well, you can hear the interview I did with her on episode number 163, where we talk about her career playing the harp in a number of different musical settings. Her new album this year was one of my favorites called Brand New Life, and we're going to hear a tune called Running Game. And after Brandy, we will hear one from definitely one of the more mysterious and unique uh, album projects that I've heard in quite a few years, from the musician Marulita de Col. Uh, Marulita is from Greece. Her latest album called Anasanya. We're going to hear a song called The Universe, and that's U as in Y-O-U. Now, Marilita de Call makes music that is inspired by ancient Greece in pre-Christian times, and so it's very heavily influenced by these sort of mystical and mythological themes and melodies. Um, even if you can't understand the words, this is quite the fascinating project, I think. It's kind of unlike anything I've heard before. So, check it out. We've got Brenda Younger. Marolita to call, and after Marolita, we are going to hear a long one that is, I would say, in my top highlights of not just the entire music year, but maybe the last 10 years or so. That great of an album. We'll explain that, though, afterwards. So, so sit back and let the music wash over you for the next 20 minutes or so.
Oh, wow. I mean, what do you say about that? <laughs> Maybe the most beautiful thing I've heard all year, or any year, really. It's that good. Kayan Kalor from Iran, Chimani Diabate from Mali. That's their duo recording called The Sky is the Same Color Everywhere, and that was the title track. Um, though this whole album sort of blends together piece by piece, so I do recommend you listen to it in one sitting from beginning to end. Well, Kayan Kalhor plays the Kamanche, the fiddle-like instrument from Iran, and Chimani Jabate, of course, plays the Kora, a harp-like instrument from West Africa. Both of those instruments, whose use goes back centuries and centuries, well, these two masters, they met at a music festival in 2016. They sat down to play together uh, with no preparation. I don't even know if they could speak a common language. Maybe they had someone interpreting for them or they could speak some English. But anyways, the two guys connected. And this recorded project came after a short mini tour that they did in Europe where they continued to develop the themes that they were improvising around. And, you know, what else can you really say? I mean, with music like this, you just kind of sort of Sit back and close your eyes because words fail you. Music this beautiful just takes you to somewhere that you can never usually reach, but sometimes, sometimes that little bit of magic just gets in your grasp and all becomes right, you know? Well, we've made it. This has been the OK Jazz Podcast, episode number 167, part two of my recap of the year's finest new music and reissued albums. We're coming up to 33 tracks now over three hours, and I think you can probably hear my voice is starting to go. Uh, but just remember, this is only a fraction of the great new tunes out there worth listening to. So as always, I encourage you, start exploring, start expanding your listening palette, and, uh, you know, come hang out with me a little bit. Let me guide you the best that I can here on OK Jazz. Well, I'm going to head out now into Yokohama. I'm going to do some shopping. I've got a very important import beer mart to do, go do some uh, pickups at. Um, listen, I know the holidays, they can be a tough time of year for a lot of people. Um, and the unrelenting world news certainly is not helping. But I do hope that the music that we shared here today can make it just even a little bit better. But don't forget, reach out if you need someone to talk to. And even if I've never met you, I do love hearing from listeners. So contact me. I'm on social media. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. And my email address, MrOKJazz at TokyoJazzSite.com. Um, if you love the show, share it with some music-loving friends. Uh, promote it on social media. Uh, give me a rating on Apple iTunes, all of that jazz. Um, and let's keep things going. Righto. Uh, and I will be back, actually, uh, in, well, I'd say, a month's time with the first episode of 2024. Until then, let's go out with one more. And, of course, this is an album that I came across about a month ago uh, with the very simple title of Congo Guitar. Well, if you've been with me here on OK Jazz for even just a couple of episodes, let alone the last eight years, you'll know that an album called Congo Guitar is going to have a 100% chance of being introduced. And thankfully, uh, it is glorious. Vumbi de Luca. <clears throat> Vumbi de Kula is a multi-decade veteran of the Congolese music scene. He played in the group Orchestra Maquis, among others. Now, along the way, he emigrated from the Congo and lived in a couple different countries before finally settling in Sweden, where he recorded this, his first solo album, and it's just magical. And it's kind of a nice, joyful one to send the year out with, too, after all the stress and dreadful news we've heard, right? I think this will put a smile on your face. Did for me, for sure. 
It's a tune called Zanzibar, Kinshasa, and Valingbi. And it's by the Congolese guitar master Vumbi Dekula from his great new album, Congo Guitar. Have a great New Year's. Have a great New Year's, everyone, and I'll catch you back here again soon. Minasama, okiki, tada, arigatou gozaimasu. So, I tell James Cashwell, this star.